welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And this segment of the podcast we call Theology for Everyone. We are slowly working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith, one of the first systematic theologies of the church, um, just to help all of our people understand Scripture in a more systematic way, a more topical way. Uh, gentlemen, joining me on the podcast, would you uh, introduce yourselves? How's it going? I'm Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. And this is Rob Spexer, Pastor of Discipleship. All right. Kevin is not with us today. He got the glorious uh, opportunity to participate in jury duty. Yay. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so we are in chapter 23 of the civil magistrate. So this is a very uh, pertinent issue. We just uh, spent the last two years reacquainting ourselves with terms such <laughs> as civil magistrate, asking um, what right does what each government official have uh, over my life, right? Mm. Can the mayor tell me what to, what to do? Can the governor, can the president, who controls my face and wearing a mask or getting a vaccine and all these different aspects of our life? We kind of, uh, maybe this question flew under the radar for a long time. We just kind of assumed it didn't really matter. And then all of a sudden, when our government started doing things that it hasn't done for a long time, we started asking, wait, 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 is it okay for them to do this? Do they have the right to do this? Um, but hundreds of years ago, in the Westminster Confession of Faith, they had already worked these some of these issues out and from Scripture. And so it's really good for us to go back and, uh, and study this. And so the civil magistrate, that's just another way of saying, um, I, I guess you could say maybe um, governmental authority. Yeah, mm -hmm. civil government, sure. In the civil government. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to see some interesting things today. Now, just to give a heads up, Article 3 that we're going to begin with was actually uh, amended in, um, what was it, 1788. It was in 1788, so a year after our our constitution, and um, it was amended from its original version, which was in 1647. So uh, because of the um, monarchical government, or is that, is that how you yeah, say it, right? Yeah, under the king, sure. under the king in, um, in Britain, and, and, and then with our new constitution and our new, uh, the setup of our new government, they, um, the Orthodox Presbyterian Church and the, the PCA, Presbyterian Church of America, amended this third uh, article. And they made it a little bit longer, and it, it reads a little bit smoother, and uh, we'll be able to see some, some interesting things, how theology and the Christian faith was both informing the Constitution and informing our American government, and then also after the, Amer the, the, the government um, or the Constitution was formed and everything, how pastors and theologians responded to that mm -hmm. to, to articulate mm -hmm. um, how we are to relate to a civil government and civil authorities in, in a republic. In a republic, yeah. In a republic. It's going to be different than in a monarchy. Yeah. So I'm going to read it. It's kind of long, um, but this is important, so let's get after it. <clears throat> civil magistrates may not assume to themselves the administration of the word and sacraments, or the power of the keys of the kingdom of heaven, or in the least interfere in matters of faith. 
Yet as nursing fathers, it is the duty of civil magistrates to protect the church of our common Lord. Without giving the preference to any denomination of Christians above the rest. In such a manner that all ecclesiastical persons, whatever shall enjoy the full, free, and unquestioned liberty of discharging every part of their sacred functions without violence or danger. And as Jesus Christ hath appointed a regular government and discipline in his church, no law of any commonwealth should interfere with, let or hinder the due exercise thereof among the voluntary members of any denomination of Christians, according to their own profession and belief. It is the duty of civil magistrates to protect the person and good name of all their people in such an effectual manner that no person be suffered either upon pretense of religion or infidelity to offer any indignity, violence, abuse, or injury to any other person whatsoever and to take order that all religious and ecclesiastical assemblies be held without molestation or disturbance. All right. Did you, you have that memorized? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Was that was right off the top of my head. That <laughs> was right off the, you know, I did memorize the Whoa. 1788 version. Nope. I'm reading that from my pocket Puritan Westminster Confession of Faith. Wow. Um, now that is packed full of important details, yeah. biblical details of how the civil magistrate and the church are meant to work together. Again, we've talked about these um, different governments that God has instituted in his world. We've talked about self-government, we've talked about family government, we've talked about civil government, and we've talked about church government, how these all interact, but each sphere has its own authority mm -hmm. and its own structure, its own hierarchy, you might say, and its own uh, tools that they're to use. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. Remember, um, this was written the first version, and the first sentence is exactly the same as the first version, over 150 years before the Constitution, yeah. before what we would say even when, we, when you hear Americans often say, well, there's, there's a wall of separation between the church and state. We hear that language, even though it's not in the Constitution per se, that, that language isn't. We talk about a wall of separation between the church and state. But most people don't understand where that came from and the fact that's actually a biblical idea, but the way we talk about it today is going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Right here we see, civil magistrates may not assume to themselves the administration of the word and sacraments or the power of the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Here, the Westminster Divines are making a clear distinction between civil magistrates, the, the work and office of civil magistrates, and the work and the office of pastors or elders or deacons or whatever. And they're saying pastors, elders, and deacons have been given the keys of the kingdom, namely church discipline, mm -hmm. the, protecting doctrine and church discipline. Mm -hmm. And the government does not have those keys. The government does not have a right to come in and preach in churches. Mm -hmm. And cannot uh, mm -hmm. do sacraments. It's like the, the the government, the civil government can't. The church was concerned the civil government was going to encroach on its authority, uh, the church's authority. Uh, but we don't hear that today. We hear no. just the opposite today. Yeah, we think it, it goes in the opposite, the opposite direction. Right. Yeah, yeah. And the government and and Christians have to stay out of government, or or a Christian's faith have has to stay out of yeah. government. Right. 
um, it's, it's interesting here. That's not the way it was originally written. That's not where this idea came from. Um, or in the least interfere in matters of faith. So they're saying hmm. the government should not be interfering with the practice mm-hmm. of the Christian faith right. in any matters of faith. Uh, do we have a text for that? Yeah, we have First uh, no. Corinthians 12. Here are some of the parts of God has anointed for the church. First are the apostles, second are the prophets, third are the teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Okay, so these are the offices, the functions. These are those who have authority in God's church. This is the realm of word and sacrament, okay? Yeah. Hebrews 5.4, by the way, just is another one, and it's even clearer. It says, no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So the, the, the government does not have the right to tell a preacher what to preach, mm-hmm. to tell a Christian what to believe, to the way we would say in, in our society where they're trying to encroach, to take their ideas of gender and their ideas of sexuality and that, their ideas of what the good life is and, and, and say, this is what you have to preach. Mm-hmm. They are encroaching upon the church's realm and they have no jurisdiction here. Yeah. They have no authority here. So uh, this is where pastors and Christians should resist um, civil magistrates. Okay. Yet, now this is interesting. Yet as nursing fathers, it is the duty of civil magistrates to protect the church of our common Lord. God has given the sword to the civil magistrates. One of the reason he's given the sword to civil magistrates is that they protect the church. Think of the church as the heart of a nation, the, the, the moral compass of a nation, mm-hmm. na- of, of a nation. You know, the word culture um, comes from cultus, which is we get cult, you know, it's, it's religious at nature at, at its heart. Mm-hmm. So they knew the worship of the worship of people mattered to society. And so the, uh, uh, an appropriate civil government, civil authority, civil magistrate would protect the right worship of God, would stay out of the right worship of God, but would protect it. Now it's interesting. They, this is not a freedom of religion clause here. Right. They are saying, as nursing fathers, it is the duty of civil magistrates to protect the church of our common Lord. Hmm. They are not saying it's the duty to protect all, all religion. Mm-hmm. It's the duty to protect Christianity. Now listen, without giving the preference to any denomination of Christians above the rest. Hmm. So here they're recognizing a year after the founding of our nation, the, mm-hmm. you know, upon its settled republic, Republican form of government, and they're saying, clearly... We are a Christian nation. Right. Yeah. This is, there is no doubt here. This is a this the, our nation was founded upon the Word of God, founded upon a Christian religion, and government. You need to stay out of the practice of religion, but you need to protect the right worship of God by Christians. But don't give any preference to any denomination of Christians above the rest. Mm-hmm. So they recognized all the states here. Ha, the majority of the states had their own state church different denominations, Mm -hmm. 
right? And so we're all worshiping God, but we have some minor differences. So the government is meant to protect the right worship of Jesus without getting bogged down in the intramural debates of different denominations. Mm-hmm. We don't want a feder- we don't want the federal government to take the authority to determine what is the right denomination. The, the federal government is going to say we're we're P- we're a PCA country. They're, no, no, no. Just you just stay out of that. And, and let us practice. It's it. interesting, you know, with this whole idea of the, the separation of church and state. We we always call it that church and state, and there is almost even a recognition, or it's an implying church typically is re- referenced to the Christian to Christians, um, and yet we don't now. Now it's it's really a the the movement is separation from religion and state. Maybe we might be the might be the more accurate accurate word. But what's what's so sad to me is that as I'm listening to this and as we've been we, we've been going kind of reading through even as elders and such about our, our founding fathers and, and our, our constitution right now is what we're reading on is how none, none of this is being taught. None of this is being taught in public schools. None of this is being taught in government schools at all. That they're the, the founding fathers and this whole idea of the uh, uh, what the Westminster divines was recognizing is an obvious uh, implication of the Constitution that we are a country that is a Christian nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, the the wording on top of my, uh, from the top of my head is Congress shall make no law um, regarding religion or Congress shall make no law. Um, that's the sep- quote unquote separation of mm-hmm. church and state. Mm-hmm. Congress shall make no law. It has nothing, I mean, it has nothing to do with, um, governmental, you know, like a, 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 a state saying we're a Christian state, right? right? It's the, it's literally a law that is talking about what, con- what kind of laws Congress can make, mm-hmm. not the practice of, Governors, or the practice of mayors, or the practice of Christians—it's it, we we completely misunderstand it. And I think it was Thomas Jefferson who wrote in one of the um, Federalist Papers that he wrote the the term "There's a wall of separation between church and state." Mm. So that's where we've we've kind of picked it up, picked there. up there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but. Again, the, the the Christians at the time, the majority of the people at the time did not have that in their minds. Um, in such a manner that all ecclesiastical persons, so church workers, ecclesiastical per- persons, people that work in the church for the church, shall enjoy the... So this is what government's supposed to do. Allow church workers, pastors, teachers, preachers, to enjoy the full, free an unquestioned liberty of discharging every part of their sacred functions without violence or danger. Hmm. So the government is to protect pastors so they can do their job well. And I love this, the full, free, and unquestioned liberty. Now that was, this past two two years, there has been a lot of questioning Mm -hmm. of what we can and can't do. The government has been telling people, you can have this many people in your building. You can be, you, this is how close you can sit. This is some, some places you can sing or you can't sing. Mm -hmm. You have to wear a mask. You have to be vaccinated. They are that, they do not have the right to do that. And this has already been decided hundreds of years ago. Mm. And many of us, myself included, was not well versed on this when the pandemic began. And, um, 
you know, I, I think the Lord's used it to open up our eyes to mm-hmm. to understand this. When you think about our uh, brothers and sisters, of course, they're not under our Constitution, but in Canada, and there are certain things they cannot preach. You yeah. know that, and, and and you know the fear is, of course, or the concern is, is that comes south. That are there going to be things that we will not be able to preach anymore, or teach anymore, within regards to particularly around sexuality mm-hmm. and the whole whole push there in terms of, you know, gender dysphoria and and, and those those kind of issues. So yeah, yeah. It, it can come that. Come and first, and know. they were they were banned from gathering in different um, mm-hmm. parts of Canada. They were they the government came in and put fences around their churches. Mm-hmm. And the and when the preacher moved down the street and found another place to meet and kept preaching because he has a right to do that and he's commanded to do that uh, under God, so he's resisting the unlawful exercise of authority by the civil government here, the tyranny by the civil government. They threw him in prison. Yeah, they right. threw him in jail. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And again, discharging every part of their san- san- sacred functions without violence or danger. So when the government is stepping in, and, mm-hmm. like in China, like in Canada, mm-hmm. and they're threatening preachers, they are, they have become illegitimate civil authorities, mm-hmm. civil, civil governing authorities, and, they, they, and we should resist them. They are tyrannical. And as Jesus Christ hath appointed a regular government and discipline in his church, no law of any commonwealth should interfere with let or hinder the due exercise thereof among the voluntary members of any denomination of Christians according to their own profession and belief. So, government, <laughs> stay out. Stay out of the church. The church has its own government, and that's led by its pastors and elders. Mm-hmm. It is the duty of civil magistrates to protect the person and good name of all their people in such an effectual manner as that no person be suffered either upon pretense of religion or of infidelity to offer any indignity, violence, abuse, or injury to any other person whatsoever. And to take order that all religious and ecclesiastical symbols be held without molestation or disturbance. So Hmm. it's the right, it's the duty of the civil magistrate to protect people, Hmm. right? That they can exercise their religion without threat of body or in, or bodily injury or um, they can be they can hold, hold their assemblies without molestation or disturbance so keeping the mobs at bay if, if mobs were to come against the church the government is meant to uh, put them down uh, we have that in what, what, what scripture do we have it was either Romans or Timothy I think we have first Timothy 2 first of all then I urge that supplications and prayers and thanksgiving be made for all people, for the kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. So one of the one of the functions of a civil magistrate is to allow us to worship and live in a peaceful way. Mm-hmm. So they they're to put down riots, they're put down, protect us from uh, violence done. Against us, do you think that um, as the the um, church divines as they're kind of working through this, uh, obviously at the time that they wrote the wrote this, and then, well, even even I guess now we're to, even as we're referencing here this this nineteen or eighteen or sorry seventeen eighty eight uh, rewrite, were they are they also saying that let's say it's a mosque uh, or let's say it's a synagogue or is is the did they have 
you know, did they have that in their mind as well as that that would be the job of the civil magistrates? It, it seems that there's a, such a focus on the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, would they, or, or perhaps, perhaps this, the civil magistrate is supposed to be doing it, that this would not cover that. Uh, that that rather we would go maybe back to the one or two uh, points one or two that we did last time that we did our podcast and that is that they're to be protecting and keeping people safe in other words I, I don't think that the divines would say that there should be persecution of other religions per se or persecution of people around their particular religion I'm just uh, I, I just I'm realizing I'm just kind of thinking this through right now as we're, we're revisiting this this older um, or this this newer version here yeah, I think, well, this is, of course, written for the church. Yeah. And so yeah. they're not going to make provisions for what they believe to be not. false false religions or I- idolatries. Right. And so they're saying from Scripture, this is how God has revealed to us how he wants his government set up. Mm-hmm. And God wants the right worship of God to be at the center of mm-hmm. that culture. And, and they believed that they were creating a Christian culture. Mm-hmm. And so that this is, if you want to create a Christian culture, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. You make sure the government protects the true church. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now that's totally okay. If, if you say that, well, we're going to allow people to worship other, you know, worship in other forms as well. But if you, but you, if you become if you if you move in the pluralistic direction, then your your country will no longer be a Christian nation, and now you're basically writing in pluralism and idolatry, right. and that's going to be your downfall. Right. And that's exactly what we did. Right. Like, um, and you know, at this time when this is written, I I, I you know I, I doubt there were any any Muslims in our in our country. Yep. That it- you know, there's probably not very many Hindus in our country. There might have been a few. There probably were a few uh, Jews in our country, but they were they were a minority, right? And the majority of people were Christ following, church going Christians. Yeah. So per- perhaps perhaps the la- like last time in the po- in the podcast we looked at that one and it said that the government, civil government, is there for the encouragement of the good and punishment of evildoers. And so uh, perhaps if there was a um, you know a gathering. A gathering of those who are what we would regard, um, you know, not not the true church, mm-hmm. and they were being persecuted. Uh, I I would think that the civil government has a duty to at least protect their the from bodily harm. Sure, you know? I mean certainly you can pro- protest, but maybe bodily harm is what the the civil government because because the the divines here are trying to set up what is the what is the purpose of the civil government, and, so, and part of that is the protection of of those who are. Um, you know, doing good in one sense and the good and just in the, in the general sense of, of not causing trouble, not breaking laws or anything mm. of that nature. So, yeah. Just. But you'd have, so the funny thing is, is we, we would, we kind of assume that it's the best thing to allow all different religions to practice freely. Mm-hmm. But if you really push that, you nobody believes that. Because, so do you believe that the Aztecs should be able to set up worship how how they worshiped their gods. I do not believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrificing no, children, children and, right, right. And, and and ripping people's right. hearts out, right. and that's how they practice worship. Right. So this, as a Christian nation, we're using Christian principles to 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 judge these things, and, yeah. and this is why it's like, yeah, we don't care about different denominations mm-hmm. because they're all worshiping the same God, mm-hmm. same sets of morals. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and even with the Jewish faith, there, we, we, could, we could see that there's a lot, we're in alignment with them mm-hmm. in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. But when you're, when you're talking about different pagan religions, you're yeah. talking about witchcraft, you're talking about Satanism, you're talking about different things. Yeah. Clearly, you want the government to go, no, you can't do that here. Right. You can't right. sacrifice children. Right. Sorry. Right. Yeah, you can see how my question's coming out of the water I've been swimming in for yeah. so many years, you know, because I'm still in my head, you know, what's going on in my head is this battle of, is this right? Is this good? Is this good for, you know, shouldn't we be protecting all these different people? But that's because we have, we have, I've been swimming in that. Yeah. And so you, you're absolutely right. There are, there are uh, certain, um, you know, cults, um, certain occultic activities that are protected by our government that I think is terrible and, and should not be protected. And we've gotten to a place in our country where we think that that is what our, our, our you know, our, 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 our former, our, the Constitution, the former, uh, those who framed the Constitution were protecting. And, and, and then, of course, then the divines here, I'm, you know, I'm wrestling with them a little yeah. bit on this. So it's and interesting how it's so my, being exposed. <laughs> my um, belief and my, what my opinion would be is that we say, no, we are a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. And so you cannot worship any other God publicly mm-hmm. here because mm-hmm. we're a Christian nation. Now, if you want to worship your God and your own, you know, false God in your own home, as long as it's not sacrificing animals and doing things like that, mm-hmm. then the, the government shouldn't, government doesn't have authority over your own home and o- over your own worship. But as a Christian society, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with only allowing Christian temples to be built, yeah. Christian churches, churches yeah. and saying, no, you can't build your mosque here. No, you can't do that. Now I realize that that's, that many people disagree with me on that because they, I think they, they buy it bought into this kind of modernistic idea of and, and of pluralism that we should all religions should be given equal play in our society and the best idea wins or the best you know the best evangelists win yeah, you know? the loudest the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really what it's coming down or the to loudest. the ones most easily but that changing. that worldview doesn't really work yeah, yeah, now that you, yeah, right. When you start to play it out a little bit, yeah. you're absolutely right. It wouldn't work. And who sets the morals? That's it's going to eventually get to who sets the morals. Yeah, Islamic morals and Christian morals are are at odds with one another. Right. And here's the reality: we believe Islam is a lie, and it's based on a false god. And it, you know, and so we believe that we have the um, revelation from God about true morality mm-hmm. and about reality itself. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we would want our society to be built. On Christian truth, yeah, right, right. It's the only way we can know what is good, true, and beautiful. <clears throat> All right, so we got we got into the weeds there a little bit, but yep. it was good. So now, Article Four, they're going to get into what is our duty to the magistrates. All right, it is the duty of people to pray for magistrates, to honor their persons, to pay tri- them tribute or other dues, to obey their lawful commands and to be subject to their authority for conscience sake. Infidelity or difference in religion doth not make void the magistrate's just and legal authority, nor free the people from their due obedience to them, from which ecclesiastical persons are not exempted, much less hath the Pope any power and jurisdiction over them in their dominions or over any of their people, and least of all to deprive them of their dominions or lives if he shall judge them to be heretics or upon any other pretense whatsoever. Okay. Lots of stuff going on here. First off, very simple. It is the duty of people to pray for their magistrates. We got a text for that. That was that first Timothy passage, was it not? Yeah, we already kind of mm-hmm. said that one, yeah. 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 To honor their persons. We have a text for that one. 
First Peter two seventeen. I believe I might have that one. First Peter two seventeen. Let me just get that. Yeah, very well. This is the one we talked about last pod- podcast. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. The emperor. Yep. <laughs> so we're, we're to honor their persons, to pay them tribute or other dues. What do we have there? Matthew, either Matthew or Romans. We have Romans 13, okay. 6. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God. Attending to this very thing, pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. There it is. So we receive certain things as citizens of our country. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have roads and we have um, public utilities and, and such, and those things cost money. And so we give our, we pay our taxes uh, for those things um, to those who are, who are owed. We are to obey their lawful commands. So again, clarity here, we don't obey their unlawful commands. And to be subject to their authority for conscience sake. Uh, what do we have? Romans uh, 13.5 says, Therefore one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. Okay. So we are not just to have a rebellious spirit, and uh, we're to be submissive and and we are to obey our governing authorities as long as they're not overstepping their bounds and interfering with our worship and the different spheres of, of our life, okay? This is, this is unique here. Infidelity or difference in religion does not make void the magistrate's just and legal authority. So does it matter if uh, he's, unchrist- he's not a Christian, he's an atheist, he's... Uh, a Buddhist or something, as long as his um, he's he's make he's just and legal authority, we we should still obey him. Nor free the people from their due obedience to them. So we still have to obey them. When Jesus appealing to, to the Christians to obey, to give to Caesar what is Caesar's, mm-hmm. and to give God what is God's. Um, Caesar was a wicked man, mm-hmm. and we still had to, we still had to owe him that. So from which ecclesiastical persons are not exempted. So pastors included. We, all, we have to obey as well. Uh, what text do they have for that one? First Peter 2, um, 13. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor, emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Live as people who are free, not using freedom mm. as a cover-up for evil but living as servants of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they're going to get in and deal with the Pope. Much less hath the Pope any power and jurisdiction over, their in, in, over them in their dominions or over any of their people, and least of all to deprive them of their dominions or lives if he shall judge them to be heretics. So the Pope has no authority here. The Pope has no authority here is mm-hmm. what, was what they are were saying. Um, so here we see that According to scripture and according to um, this early systematic theology that, that the Westminster divines were, I mean, some of the greatest minds and theologians of the day were working really hard with scripture hmm. and the current form of government to lay out the relationship between the church and the state. That's how we would, that's how we would describe it. Yep. And much of our understanding 
has been shaped by modern philosophy, modern political philosophy, and has kind of, it seems like, tried to rewrite much of history Mm. and get us to believe that our founding fathers weren't Christian, that somehow these ideals they just invented out of, out of, um, modern, you know, modern man just kind of came up with these ideals on his own and founded this country to to create some kind of society or culture that was like a religious smorgasbord that just any religion could come here. And this is just the, the, the land of, 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 you know, pluralism, religious pluralism. And man, it, it was nothing of the sort. It was nothing of the sort. It was founded on Christian principles and even um, what we would call separation of church and state was a biblical principle to keep the state out of the affairs of the church so that the church could practice the right worship of God. Yeah. It's amazing because it, it feels like we're saying something radical here by saying that our country was founded on Christian principles, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, for the day in the day when they were writing all this and all the founding fathers and they were putting all these things together were following Christ. Yeah. And and for them to think that we would be <laughs> yeah. down the road this far, thinking that somehow this was an, it's almost like we've we've found the like with Josiah when they found the the law in the law. temple when they were rebuilding the when they were kind of cleaning up the temple and thought, hey, we found this book, you yeah. know, as if somehow they had they had to be revi- they had to revisit. What well, we were educated. Started. If you went to public school, you were educated kind of in the height of modernism, where post um, World War II. And we had this long season, well, for us, kind of a long season of, of relative relative peace mm-hmm. where we were kind of getting along. And we, we kind of bought into this idea that all religions are, are kind of equal. They're kind of the same thing. They're, pre- they're all pretty good, you mm-hmm. know. And, and, and society can be built on a secular foundation. Mm-hmm. Now, th- there were many people, even in our founders who were saying, no, that won't happen. If, if, if the country chooses to go that direction, it's going to go bad for you. Well, they were right. It just took 400 years to actually, or 300 years to actually come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And now we are, now we see our foundations eroding. But when I was, you know, when I was going to to school, you know, we thought everything was peachy king and everything was just rolling along and, and, and we didn't, I didn't even, when my, when my secular professors in college and stuff were saying things like, we, we didn't have a Christian foundation, that's a myth and all, all this kind of stuff. And most of them were deists and I just kind of accepted it. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, you're the expert. Yeah. You're the expert. Uh, then you go, you start studying the, the sources and you're like, what, is, what this guy, that's a complete lie. <laughs> yeah. It's a complete lie. And so if our foundations are going to stand, we need to return to our original foundation. We need to pray for our magistrates, pray for revival and renewal, and pray for that that us as Christians would come to understand this in a more biblical way, and we would teach it to our children. All right, well, that's it. Hopefully we uh, answered some questions for you guys. If you got any more questions, just email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We'd love to answer those questions. We'd love to um, get after that on the podcast. So we love you. We're praying for you. God bless. Thank you.